The rise of fintech has brought equal parts anticipation and angst to the banking world. But where is fintech headed right now, given that the technology is changing at such warp speed? And what can financial services organizations do, not only to help their customers adjust to fintech, but the employees who deal with them? To find out, this week we'll be talking with fintech banking expert Alex Jimenez. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the Managing Editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. It's great to have you here with us. Our podcast publishes on Mondays, and you can subscribe through Apple's podcast app, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And today on the show, we have a terrific guest, Alex Jimenez. He's a digital banking and payment strategist who focuses on innovation and fintech. He's based out of the Salt Lake City area. And Alex is a senior strategist at Zions Bank Corp, where he leads the overall technology investment planning process for the office of the CIO. And Alex, it's great to have you here today. It's nice to be on. Okay, so... As we ease into 2017, what do you find particularly interesting within the fintech industry? The biggest recent thing or group of things is artificial intelligence, machine learning, and different ways to interact with customers. And, and, and so that's the kind of stuff we're all very excited about. It's a really exciting time. I find it exciting. And artificial intelligence... Maybe you can give us an example of what we might expect to see in AI um, in the year ahead or the years ahead. I can give you an example of what's going on right now. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Betterment. It's a fintech company uh, focusing in wealth management. And they have, for several years now, uh, a really simple way for people to invest. And it's all done through algorithms and through magic right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that, that, yeah i mean it's a, it does seem as, like magic right right yeah. as far as the rest of us it's magic but they really have just put the kind of uh, work that a regular analyst or a regular investment advisor into an algorithm that will help you invest based on your appetite and so they've done a really great job and they have gotten a lot of customers and one of the interesting things is that now they're actually, uh, as of yesterday, they announced that they are going to be allowing customers to actually talk to their advisors directly. And it's a combination of what they bring in with their algorithms and actually having a human being. So it's actually moving away from the scary world of fintech that the fidelities of the world were worried about and actually bringing in some of the same services that Fidelity or others have done in the past. So it's the combination that's really exciting of both providing a personalized person-to-person -person experience with the fintech algorithms AI that that we've applied. To me, that's that's really where we are going in the short term. Eventually, we'll go back to the idea of doing everything automated, but it's exciting. Yeah. I've seen how some of these develop. Yeah, and in particular, 
Betterment uh, was founded by John Stein, who was a millennial, and uh, I think he saw among his age group the idea that millennials did want something simple and intuitive. Maybe bonehead simple is going a bit too far, <laughs> but really simple, right? That the right. complicated uh, need not be complex. So things merge in really creative and exciting ways. If you look at enabling the people at the branch or at the call center or a banker that's out visiting a customer with digital technologies that will help the discussion, that will help them get to the customer's needs quicker, that would get them um, information about the products, that's always a challenge and will help the sales process, will help the support process, the service process. That is, you know, the whole idea of the really terrible, bad word, omni-channel, uh, of oh, being yeah. able to... Beware, to, jargon ahead. <laughs> but the whole idea of, of enabling the person-to-person -person channels, our customers are not comparing us to the next bank. Generally, they're comparing us to Zappos or, or Amazon or Apple or Google. So that's the... Uh, that's what we need to meet, and most of us are not doing that. What a wise observation that you're making that banks not only have competitors within the financial services industry, but in other places that would be unexpected. Facebook is even entering into the payments world uh, through Messenger. So it's getting to be a pretty wide playing field right now. With all of the challenges that financial services organizations face, Given the climate, given the changes, given all the positive developments, how do you see the crucial action steps that can be taken to uh, tackle the challenges head on? One thing that's really crucial is the whole idea of culture and the whole idea of change management, because we get hung up on the shiny objects, on the great technology that's out there, on the new ways to design uh, experiences but we don't spend enough time thinking about how that is impacting our employees and how we can empower them to help that process and help our customers change. So that to me is probably the hardest thing to figure out and the hardest thing to accomplish. And we don't spend enough time thinking about that. A few years ago, many of us were really, really excited about digital wallets, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was one, if you search somewhere, I predicted that by, I don't know, around this time, that the adoption of digital wallets would be much higher than it is. And I totally missed that. And the reason for that is digital wallets are not solving a need that customers have, uh, at least not in the US. And when we did roll out things like Apple Pay and Samsung Pay and, and so on, we did not empower our employees to show how to use them or even use them themselves. And so there's a lot of people who say, well, I, I won't use it because it's scary or because I don't know how to do it, even though it's super simple, but we're just not directing our employees or our customers correctly and communicating to them correctly. It's a fantastic point because when I think about it, and believe me, Alex, you wouldn't want to see me try to fix a toaster at home, you know, but <laughs> I have a digital wallet and I pull it out 
to this day at the supermarket and I have like 10 people staring at me, often including the grocery clerk, like, what's that? What are you doing? Wow, that's really cool. But the downside of that in terms of my experience compared to those of other customers is I taught myself how to use it. And right. not everybody is going to take that path. And frankly, and for good reason, change intimidates people. So there's an absolute opportunity for connection and for enhanced business if the culture empowers employees to handhold a bit with the people. And we all know there's going to be a lot of change for the consumer over the next couple of years. Uh, we've not seen anything yet, I would think. I think some of the things that are coming you know, will hide the bank in ways that many of the traditional bankers won't like. But will make that process so easy. So if you know familiar with Alexa, yeah. uh, for example, from from Amazon, uh, the ability to just talk <laughs> and say, I want something done and then just happens to be done because your car is uh, has Alexa or because you know the ATM itself can understand what you're saying or whatever it is, that your experience is going to be so easy that you don't necessarily need to learn a new way to do it. You just, you know, say what you want. Yeah. And you've hinted at something really exciting that if it's uh, not already here, it's on the very near horizon. If you were to gaze into your crystal ball, Alex, and um, maybe give us a glimpse of what you think might be coming a decade from now, uh, what, can we, <laughs> what can we expect to see? I want to know, yeah. <laughs> A decade is like a, a you know an eternity. I've missed when I, when I say this is going to happen in three years. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I used to be one of the people that said that branches are going to be gone by 2020. Right? That obviously that's not happening. The piece that is interesting is the uh, the different forms that are coming. I'm, I'm really bullish on the idea of wearables and implantables. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I think in 10 years, you're going to see a lot more of that. And, and that probably will scare a heck of a lot of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the, the notion of implantables, maybe you can give us just a very <laughs> quick example of what an implantable might be. Oh, an implantable could be something like, like a, a tattoo that uh, you can use to pay at a point of sale. Uh, you just wave your arm or something at the device, and so you're not carrying a card or anything like that. It's actually under your skin. There's a couple of videos of people that have put in an NFC chips in their hands, so they can do that today. That is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that'll scare some folks, but I think it's really exciting. I think that's that's the kind of thing that's coming. Um, Alex, such fantastic insights. Um refreshing and focused view on what's going on right now. Uh, in particular, I can't wait till the day my car tells me that my car payment is late. So, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much, Alex. Um, Alex Jimenez is a senior strategist at Zions Bank Corp, where he leads the overall technology investment planning process for the office of the CIO. And Alex, thank you so much. Thank you. So here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, not all fintech is a combo of technology and person-to-person. -person. However, banks should consider that option where it makes sense as a supplement versus a replacement, which is the perception of some people today. Number two, 
Your customers aren't necessarily comparing their digital experience with your bank to a digital experience with another bank. They're likely thinking of e-commerce merchants such as Amazon and other digital portals where they are getting great service and unparalleled experiences. Keep this in mind as you ramp up with new innovations from the fintech world that interface with your customers. And number three. As fintech drives changes in the financial services industry, it's crucial to spend more time paying attention to culture change management. Fintech dangles a lot of shiny objects in front of all of us, but it's time to think about how those changes will impact employees, especially as they try to help customers make the adjustments that fintech is bringing to us. Empower your staff so that they feel comfortable showing the ropes to the people who bank with you. And as we wind things down here, if you think that Alex was kidding about those implants becoming a part of the payments landscape at some point, well, guess again, it's happening now. And a YouTube clip now closing in on 4 million views. Charlie Warzo of BuzzFeed takes us on an incredible journey to put payments literally, well, not in the palm of his hand, but the top of his hand. Here he talks about how he got the idea and what his thinking behind it was. Listen up. Sweden happens to be way far ahead of the United States when it comes to uh, getting rid of cash. I ended up uh, meeting with some people who are really active in the biohacking community and found that you could actually implant an RFID NFC chip in your hand. And so I figured if I could put it in my hand, maybe I'd be able to pay for something with my hand. So he gets the surgery. The implant is about the size of a very large rice kernel. Walks into an eatery and... Sir, you're good to go. Yes! That was insane! Payment success. We actually accomplished what we wow. to do, and I kind of couldn't believe that it was ever going to happen. <laughs> now, there's no denying the convenience of having a chip implanted in your hand. Um, don't have to worry about losing your wallet, right? But <laughs> I'm just not sure it's something I could ever do. How about you? I'd love to hear what you're thinking about this. Drop me an email at lcarlozo at bai.org. That's L-C-A-R-L-O-Z-O at bai.org. Again, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in every Monday when a new podcast goes up. I'm Lou Carlozo, the managing editor of BAI. We'll see you next week. So long.